Blessing, it's a bracha to to be alive. It's a bracha. Good morning. It's a bracha to to have the ability, each and every one of us, to have challenges. It's a blessing when we have challenges. It's a blessing uh, when we're on the understanding. When we understand, when each and every one of us understands uh, that. Um, we have the ability, each and every one of us has the ability as we start a new day to live the life that, that we want to live. And many times we have challenges. Many times uh, it's difficult for a person to uh, tap in and to understand what it is that, that, uh, that he has to do. Sometimes when we have a challenge, when things are not perfect for us, and things are a little bit difficult, so it's a person trying to learn what's, what's, what's important for all of us to learn and to remember. Because I think we all know this in our heads, but to try and live the fact that every time we have a challenge, it's really an opportunity for each and every one of us to understand ourselves better, to have more emuna in Hashem. It's an opportunity to have emuna that this is exactly what we're supposed to be going through. You know, we talk all the time about being positive and learning to be positive and learning to live a life of positivity. That's why we learn Hilchas uh, Lashon Hara, because we want to remind ourselves that we want to see the good in every person. We want to try and see the good in every situation. We want to see the good in ourselves. Now, when everything is perfect and everything is great and the people we're dealing with or, you know, there are no negative things coming on. So great, what's the big deal? It's not a big deal then to see the good and to experience the good because you don't have to find anything. You're not, you're not looking for anything. The real test, thank you so much, Yitzhi, thank you. The real test for all of us is to, to try and, you know, start our day and to try and, uh, take the situations that Hashem gives us and to try as best as we can to really, really uh, look at them for good and try and really um, see the good and find the good. And, and, and the reason I, I use the word find um, is to find something, you have to look for it. And it's not so simple. It's not so simple, you know, for somebody to see always that this is good and, and this is... This is uh, exactly the way it's supposed to be. Sometimes things happen to us. Sometimes we could start off our day or sometimes, you know, something could have, could have happened the day before or sometimes we could be in a, in, a, uh, in a predicament or something where it doesn't appear that it's all great. And the guy who we're dealing with or the, or the person who we're dealing with or whatever anyone is dealing with might not be so... Uh, good and there's a lot of negativity to see and there's a lot of frustration, whatever it might be. Those those are normal, those are normal daily occurrences that people have. The the avoda, the, our 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 blessing. This is really our blessing. Our blessing is we can take that and we're able to to change our approach to the situation. 
and we're able to really uh, dig in somehow and to say, okay, you know, let me take a step back, let me, um, you know, let me understand, let me speak to somebody, let me, you know, speak with myself, right? Uh, um, someone put on the chat, um, I don't have it on me, but, I'll, but, uh, but I think I remember the quote, it was uh, from uh, Shmuel Barak, I don't know if anybody knows him, He's, he learns him of Aseret, very, very special person, um, he was in camp for many years, we were in camp together for many years, great, great guy, and he just, I just saw this morning, I think, I, I don't know when he posted it, but I saw in the quote chat that he sent something that said, if we only spent as much time on understanding as we do on disagreeing, if we only spent as much time on understanding as we do spend the time disagreeing. Now, why did I like that so much? Because each and every one of us, it's the same thing with looking at the good or looking at the bad. Each and every one of us has the mental energy and the emotional energy to really find and to see good things happening in our life. It's like having gratitude, right? A person could go ahead and naturally, a person could go ahead and say, okay, this thing is not working out for me. This thing is not working out for me. You know, this person bothers me. This person, you know, bothers me. The situation bothers me. We all can find situations and people and, and, uh, and you know, whatever it might be that are hard for us. And then, on the other hand, we have so many things that are so good for us. Now, I just want to be very clear. It doesn't mean that if there's something that you experience that is hard for you, for you to just brush over it. Whenever, I, whenever we talk about, you know, looking at the positive and, you know, being positive, it doesn't mean to brush over. Sometimes people confuse that. They say, oh, well, we're talking about just seeing the positive, seeing the positive, but what about all the stuff that I went through? What, of all, what about the thing that I'm actually really dealing with it? So positivity doesn't mean, right, that's why I love the statement of authentic, sustainable happiness, let alone emotional health, comes from one's connection to reality, to reality. A lot of times the reality, a person will cover over and say, yeah, right? When people say, yeah, it's all good, it's all good, it's all good, right? When, when what a person really needs to accept is that it's not all good and that I'm upset at this person, and I have uh, negative feelings to, towards this person, and this thing does bother me, and this doesn't make sense. That doesn't mean that you're not being positive. That doesn't mean you're not being positive. That's not positivity versus negativity does not mean that something doesn't bother you. That's called reality. Reality is the most important thing for a person to face or live with. When a person is not living in reality and he's pretending that something is not there, that's when a person gets into trouble. Oh, you're pretending or you're in denial or you don't want to face it. But that has nothing to do with being positive or being negative. Being positive means, you know what? I can take this negative experience. I can take this uh, difficult situation. I can take this past trauma. I could take whatever it might be, whatever we all, everyone has their stuff. It could be, there is someone, it could be, I could take my roommate. My roommate is this, this and that. 
I could take, right, I could take my roommate, I could take whatever the situation I'm in and live in that reality and say that this is the truth. The truth is my roommate drives me crazy. The truth is my, you know, it could be a child, it could be your spouse, it could be your boss, it could be, it could be your past. I have a part of my past which is haunting me, which is whatever it is. The reality is that. That's the reality. The question is, how do I approach it? And what do I say? Do I say, oh my gosh, therefore I'm stuck. Oh my gosh, my roommates are this. Oh my gosh, therefore, then the negativity sets in. The negativity sets in where you might bash the person in your head. You'll say you'll never be able to get there, whatever, whatever it might be. But when a person takes... And the reason I say take a step back is because when you get triggered by something, when something emotionally hits you, or you're, let's say, not triggered by something, and you know you're supposed to be triggered by something, right? When something, you know, you know, uh, uh, is, is uh, you need to, you need, you, you know you're ignoring something. Like we, like we spoke the other day, you know, if I'm drinking and smoking and watching and, you know, and, and escaping, sleeping, um, whatever it might be, so maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not dealing. Could be I'm not dealing with reality. Could be that I'm, I'm not, I'm not um, really facing what I need to face. But to take a step back and for a person to go ahead and say, okay, what's my approach? I want my approach. I see negativity in someone. Okay, a situation arises that's negative. Okay, what do I do? Something happened to me. Someone is acting a certain way in my life. Could be it's a parent. Could be it's a, like I said, could be it's a spouse, could be it's a child, whatever stage in life you're in. Could be it's a circumstance of something else that you, when a person's able to take a step back and say, okay, how can I approach this situation? And that's why it's important. You speak to someone, you can talk to someone, you gotta learn to talk, that's what I was saying. To spend the mental energy in learning the situation and understanding what I'm going through versus disagreeing. Versus disagreeing, versus fighting and battling. Okay, good. I'm excited, Yaakov. Um, what's Start the us off. Yes. What's the difference between escaping and being lazy? Like, people use sleep as an escape sometimes, but like sometimes you don't want to escape. It's just, it's just very hard to get out of bed, you know? Like, sometimes it's just right. yeah. it's not easy in life. Great. Like, it's not escaping, you're just very lazy. Right. Where's that coming from? Great, great question, Yaakov, as always. Um, I, I would say just a simple thing is that if, if, if it's consistent, if it's consistently sleeping to 11, 12, 1, I mean, I don't mean to call anybody out, but anyone who sleeps consistently to 11, 12, 1, I'll say 12, 1, not 11 over here, 12, 1, 1 in the afternoon, if someone's consistently sleeping up late at night, sleeping and not really living a regular normal we've spoken about that there's a healthiness just to get up at nine o'clock ten o'clock eight o'clock for sure seven o'clock for sure six o'clock for sure but there's something just you know you know uh what's the right word just just healthy for a person to get up before two in the afternoon if someone's sleeping till and again you can't judge your roommate can't walk in your your room after lunch or before lunch and be like you guys are all escaping but probably they're escaping you know, I'm not talking about your roommates. I'm saying anyone's roommates to just say it means they're not facing life. There's something they're not facing. It's hard for them to face 
whatever they need to face. If someone overall, if someone, yeah, good, good. That's what I was saying. So if overall you you have a productive schedule day, but sometimes you 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 know it's hard for you and you miss a day, or sometimes it's hard for you to wake up late that day, or sometimes that. Okay, that's 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 sometimes like you're saying. Sometimes we get lazy or we got to push ourselves. But I, I think the consistency of it, you know, and, and uh, you know, what, what, what it's doing to you, I think, will make the difference. You'll know if you're, you know, a person will know if he's escaping or if he's just lazy. We're all lazy. Every person's lazy. We all have to work on not being lazy. But there's a difference when a person is really, it's like a person sometimes, okay, you know, uh, going away on vacation and, and he has trouble when he gets back. A lot of times people have this. You go on vacation, and then the day you get back, you know, you want to start strong, but it's a little bit, you know, that's why, I don't know if it's an American thing, that's why Sundays are great. Because Sundays give you, like, that day to sort of, you know, like, process the weekend and take it slow, and then Monday, we'll get into it. Over here, you know, we're in the Middle East over here, you know what I mean? We don't, we don't, uh, there's no Sunday. You get a jump, huh? We don't play right, exactly. They're not, there's a war. You know what I mean? There's soldiers walking around with machine guns. So you got to get up at, you know, they're not like, okay, uh, the Arabs or whatever, all these stuff, we're going to take a break on Sunday. Everyone just chill out on Sunday. You know, we'll do security Monday morning because everyone's schluffing. No, it's Israel. It's the Middle East. If you sleep for a second, you'll, they'll, they'll shoot you in the head. So, so okay, I'm, I'm not saying that that's the reason. But, uh, but uh, it's a different, it's a different, so yeah, sometimes a person comes back from a vacation and he has trouble getting back in. It doesn't mean that you're escaping. It just means that sometimes like, you know, we're a little lazy. We got to until you start the engine, it takes some time. But that's a great question. Thank you, Doc. Love it. Love it. Anyway, I just love the, love the insight. Um, okay, let's learn. Oh, so, so before we learn that luck, I just want to say that that's where Lashon Hara comes in. The trick of Lashon Hara is that it's true. That's what people say. But it's true. Yeah, yeah, that's what Lashon Hara is. It is true. What do you mean? That guy is a, you know, my roommate is a selfish person who sleeps all day. Yes, that's true. That's true. But it's Lashon Hara. So now where is the that's true? He's a selfish person. Then sleeps all day. Then you start saying, why does it bother me so much? Why am I still his roommate? Can I do something about it? Can I not do something about it? You take a step back. What can I learn from this? What could I, right? Again, this is one of my favorite, favorite, um, favorite lines. Um, thank you for making that sticker for me. I think you made that sticker. Is that when a person tells his child something a thousand times and his child doesn't get it, it's not the child who is a slow learner. Right? It's one of my favorites. When a person tells a child something a thousand times and the child doesn't get it and doesn't listen, it's not the child who is a slow learner. Now, I like, the reason I like that so much is because let's bring that back to us. If I see someone doing something a thousand times and it still bothers me, so it's not that person who's the problem, right? It's the old story. When I walk by... A cat, a cat, a hundred percent of the time, or ninety-nine percent of the time, is going to meow. That's what the cat's going to do. The cat is not going to bark. And if the cat, 
you're surprised why the cat didn't bark or why the dog didn't meow, then you're going to be very, very frustrated in life because cats <coughs> meow and dogs bark. So if the person, if your roommate or your spouse for that matter or your boss for that matter or your child or your father, your mother, your cousin, your brother, your mother-in-law, your father-in-law, because that's what life is going to present to all of you. All you're going to do is add more people into your equation. All you're going to do is add a father-in-law and a mother-in-law. You're going to add a sister-in-law and a brother-in-law. You're going to add people, God willing, you'll add people to your equation of life. And the more a person learns to say, okay, this person, the quicker we learn to understand and not to disagree. I think that's the point. When we disagree, we lose a lot. It doesn't mean you can't have your opinion. But when we disagree with reality, when you fight with reality, you only lose 100% of the time. 100% of the time when you fight what is. And a lot of times that's what we spend our power and our energy doing. We spend our energy. But why? Why can't we just have a good relationship? Okay, I don't know. Who's that on? Maybe you can't. Maybe that person's incapable. Maybe that person's not capable of having a good relationship. Maybe you're looking at it the wrong way. Maybe whatever it might be. There are many variables. But that's the bottom line. Yeah, Shlomo, I'm gonna, there's no way you're going to get away with not saying anything today, Shlomo. just going to make a bracha. Baruch. Atah Adonai Elohim HaKalom Shehakol Niebet Baro. Right? That's the coffee. I heard that from Rabbi Feiner. Right? That's the coffee in the morning. Sometimes it's a little hotter. Sometimes it's a little colder. Sometimes it's a little more sugar. Less sugar. Not everyone gets, gets a perfect made coffee from Yitzhi Starbucks. I should be the one clapping over here, right? You're the one, uh, you know, I don't miss Starbucks. If you had Yitzi making you a coffee, you wouldn't miss Starbucks either. No offense to Starbucks. Is a Yid, a Jew, is a Starbucks? It's a Jew? I don't know, it's fine. They're not, he's not losing any money from, my, from, that, from me saying his coffee is better than Starbucks. Anyway, um, right, but that's what, right, that's what I heard from Rabbi Feiner, right? You start off your day with a coffee. Start the day with a coffee. It's not always a perfect coffee. Sometimes you're a little bit rushed. Sometimes it's not so much sugar, less sugar, more milk, hotter, colder. This is what Hashem, Hashem wants today to be the day that He wants this to be for you. And that's what life is. Life is arichas yamim, His days, is our days, and, and taking, taking advantage of every day that we have on this planet. That's really what it is. It's a real misconception. The Sahara really attacks us on that because he really wants us to look at life as like, you know, you know, I'm not really in life now. I'm going to be when I'm really in life. Like right now I'm just something. We always are telling ourselves why I'm not living my life right now. I'm waiting for what to live that life that I want to live. When a person begins to say, and he wakes up in the morning or before he goes to sleep, he says, okay, tomorrow is my life. You know, there are exercises that they do. How would you spend today if it was the last day of your life? How would you spend this week if you knew you only had a week left to live? How would you spend the month if you knew you only had one month left to live? What would you do every day? What would you do? 
what would you do? Those are exercises that are important exercises to do because it really gets to the core of who you are. Right? What would you do? How would you live your life? So the problem is we think we have so much, you know, so much time. You know, I, I was yesterday, I, w I was in the old city the whole day um, over there and someone had a, a, a close person to me at yard site, so we went to Harazesim for a little bit, not for a long time. And his father passed away when he was 40, 42 years old. And I've said this to you guys many times, I've said this to you guys many times. Right? People think, oh, they're 20 years old, they got so much time. How do you, how do you know? I don't know how much time you have. You don't know how much time you have. It'd be it's a sham. Everybody will, it's a sham. You'll live a long life of 100 years old, you know, 110, 120, you know, who, who knows? You'll live till your late 90s, you know, with your wife, and you'll live, uh, uh, but, but, but a person doesn't know. So, so why do you think you've got so much time? Who says you have so much time? Who says that, that uh, yeah, I'm going to change, you know, that guy's older than me. You don't know who's older. A guy who's 30, who's 40, who lives till 80, 90, and, the, and, the, and a 20-year-old, God forbid, who lives, you know, you know shorter. So who's, who's, who's really older than who? And when a person, When a person learns to, to love today, that's what we got to try and do. Love every situation that comes upon us. Love all the, all the negativity. Love all the negativity, love all the triggers, because that's really what life is about. Life is about loving, loving your triggers, L-Y-T, loving your triggers. Loving your triggers, because your triggers will get you to your treasures. People run away from their triggers. People run away from themselves. People run away from, from things that they don't want to face. They run away from that, and what that does to a person is that you are, you are, um, you're not, um, you're not really uh, loving, loving all of yourself. You're not really loving yourself. You're, you're, you're wanting to, you know, to, to, to run away from yourself. That's, you know, it's hard. And it's hard for a person to run, to run to himself. It's hard, because we're not used to it. You know, we're used to uh, cutting parts of us off and, and shoving it under the carpet or in the closet or wherever it might be. We don't want to sometimes face who we are, but that's who we are. It's like the, the, the father who's embarrassed of his child, right? So, so, so we, have, we, have, we have parts of us that we're embarrassed about, right? We don't want to deal with, with certain parts of us, and, and that's, but, but, it's, but it's who we are. Yes, Ben. How does loving your triggers balance out with understanding that a situation or a person triggers me and it's unhealthy for me to be around that person or situation? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So Ben is asking, so what's the difference between loving your triggers, let's talk it out, and realizing that this person is, uh, is not good for me or this the trigger I'm always... It's not healthy for right, me so to you be in that situation. So you have to, so you have to know... So first of all, the trigger is, why does this person bother me? That you can get insight about yourself. What about this person bothers me? You get insight about yourself. Now, whether I decide to then hang out with the person or not, that's a separate, totally separate decision. But, but, if, but if this person, if, uh, if uh, Yankel, you know, bothers me, so why does he bother me? 
and you make a list of the things that bother me, that Yankel does or that bother me, right? And then you get that clear. That will help you because that will give you insight into yourself. Now, whether or not you then want to go on a trip with him or you want to hang out with him, that's a separate conversation. It could be that I don't want to hang out with him, but that doesn't mean that, that his personality or whatever it is is not triggering you. You know, those are they're two separate, does that make sense? Two separate things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does that make sense? Or yeah. no, something's not... Something's not clicking, because yeah. at the end of the day, if I truly love getting triggered in that and love the triggers, then I... Well, no still, one loves getting triggered. No but I still put myself in that situation. I wouldn't well, no, no, avoid it. No one, lo- no one loves getting triggered. I agree triggered. with you. I don't. But you don't... It doesn't... It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So do you try to avoid those situations? Yeah, and, of course. Yeah, of course. And but, when it comes, you deal with it when it comes. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about uh, avoiding... You, you, the triggers will find you. You don't have to worry about... If you're living a, a normal life, you're going to have a lot. People are going to trigger. People are going to trigger you. And the more, like I said, when you get married, you'll have more triggers. You're not going to have less. People think if you're triggered now, when you're going to get married, you're going to have more triggers. So, so you're just adding more people to your life that are going to, that are going to, you know, bring out more. You more know, variables. Right, more variable. Exactly. More people. More emotions. More situations. Great, so let's go. Bring it on. That's where people are afraid of life sometimes. Like Yaakov's saying, how am I escaping? Why do people... Sp- well, let's do it like this. Why do, people, why do people escape? Why do people sleep all day? Why do people go on their phones all day? Why do people smoke, drink, and escape? Why? Because it's hard. Because they don't want to deal. It's hard to deal with life. I don't want to deal. Every time I walk into the dining room, every time I walk into the base bedroom, Every time I walk into wherever it is, it's uncomfortable for me. So what do I do? I hide. I want to be in a place where it's not uncomfortable for me. That's what we do. Why do people have trouble sometimes getting married? Because they don't want to deal. They don't want to deal. They can't deal with, with, with certain things. They don't want to deal with it. I don't want to have uncomfortable conversations. So the more you're living in life, the more you're going to... You're going to experience, and the more you're growing in life, the more you're going to experience. Um, I, don't, I don't want to just say the word triggers, but you're gonna you're gonna be in uncomfortable situations. If you're not in an uncomfortable, I know this is hard to hear sometimes. If you're not getting uncomfortable on a more or less consistent basis, that doesn't mean every second you're uncomfortable, but it just means that you're not, you know, living living like that, then you're probably not pushing yourself so much. You know, someone who's in medical school is going to say, oh my gosh, how are you doing? Great, right? They're in medical school. Pick someone your age who's in medical school, right? There are people, I don't know, your age, maybe in their 20s, the, uh, 21, 22, 23. Someone who's in medical school. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm stressed. Oh, wow. Why are you stressed? Because I have a paper... Right? To speak to somebody who's, who's, uh, who's working. Speak to someone who has a job, who's working, who has a... Right? You guys work in the summer. Right? Meyer, where did you work in uh, Satmar Fleisch? What time do you have to be there? Probably later, Satmar. They, 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 start, they, they open up late, Satmar. Right? Anyone who's worked. Who's worked in, in, a, in, a, in a place in the summer where you've got to be at the job at 8 o'clock in the morning, right? You'll, where you work... 
you work hard, right? With Joey, I'm sure you work hard, right? You work hard. You wake up early. You go to bed late, right? How are you doing? Oh, my gosh. I'm so stressed. Uh-oh, that's a problem? No, that's good. Why are you stressed? I'm overworked. I got to work hard. I got a paper that's due. I got to be at work. My wife, my kids, up. you know, you, know, you speak to newlyweds who have, who have children. How are you doing? Oh, good. I'm tired. I'm, uh, I was up all night with my kid. Oive. No. That's awesome. You're in life. Oh, I'm stressed out. I got to get up early. I gotta... The guy who's sleeping all day is stressed out. That's a problem. Why are you stressed out? Oh, I'm all negative about this. I'm all this. What's the problem? You don't do anything. You're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. That, that Ben, is where, 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 where the problems begin. The problems begin is that we don't want to face life. We have trouble facing life. I want to face life because it's uncomfortable. I don't want to face the fact that I have a drinking problem. How many guys have that? They don't want to face the fact that they have a drink problem. I don't want to face the fact that I have a watching, I have a watching, you know, uh, things that I don't want to be watching problem. Right? Especially this generation. This generation is, is, uh, is only beginning with those problems, with people really, really having real, real, real problems. I don't want to face it. Why? Because it's uncomfortable. It's hard to face it. It's hard to face the fact that I might really be someone who has this problem. I don't want to face it. I don't want to deal with it. It's, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to deal with those things. But the problem is it's only, you only build. I don't have to tell you. You just keep on building and building and building all your uncomfortabilities. You build your, your sort of, you build your, your, uh, your fortress. You build this big, big fortress of, of hot air or whatever it is. You build this fortress of not dealing with it, and then one day it all comes crashing down. That's what happens. It will all come crashing down. Sorry to uh, ruin anyone's day, but I promise you, anything you don't deal with now will come crashing down at some point. Crashing down at some point. And depending on the magnitude of what you're not dealing with, depends what you're not dealing with. Hey, right? You don't deal with, uh, but it's like that with anything. You don't change the oil in your car, right? Your, your engine, you'll, you'll, you'll have to get a new engine. You have to, you'll, your engine will, will this. You don't, you don't get the white wiper fluid, washer fluid. Okay, that's not such a big deal. But it could be, you, you'll need to wash the, the thing. You don't take care of your tires. You get a flat tire. That's, that's, that's like that with anything in life. You don't take care of your emotional self. It will explode one day. And you guys and all of us, you know, what, are you, what are you dealing with already? What are you dealing with already? All you're dealing with now is yourself. You're not dealing with your kid, you know, uh, you know, uh, and, and you're not dealing with, now, you know, you're not dealing with, with transgender issues now. You're not dealing with it. I guaranteed, guaranteed, I'm not even being such a prophet over here by saying this. Guaranteed your children, right, will have to deal with in their class, in their society. You guys will be dealing you guys will be dealing. The whole world is already dealing with it. We'll be dealing with transgender issues. What are you going to do with that? How are you going to deal with that? I don't know. I don't have an answer to that question. Right? There used to be a time where homosexuality was taboo. There used to be a time. Homosexuality, I remember speaking with, with guys 25 years ago in yeshiva and saying, let me see how many years ago was it. Yeah, maybe a little bit less. Uh, 
Yeah, we're already 2022. Yeah, about 20 years ago. 20 year, 22 years ago. I remember speaking to guys in yeshiva and saying, there will be a time where there will be, you know, we're talking about homosexuality. No way, Rebbe, no way, there's no way. There's no way that that's going to be in the, in the forefront of what people are dealing with. There's no way, there's no way, there's no way. It's already an old story. Homosexual, I told you, you guys know that. I don't let my kids watch Arthur. Arthur. You guys know Arthur, right? Arthur, the cartoon Arthur. SpongeBob, right? That's all I got to say is the word SpongeBob, right? Not Mr. Potato Head, right? Transgender Potato Head. Say that no, but I'm saying, but that's that's this is live. I'm not making this up. This isn't fake news. This is the real deal. I said I don't let my kids watch Arthur anymore because I remember my kids sitting. Why can't I let my kids watch Arthur sometimes? So so they're all animals. How how uh, right? How dangerous could a show like Arthur be? It says on the top left. I don't know if they still have it. It says K seven or something like that. That means your kid, right? Seven, seven years old. Seven years old. Seven years old. So why don't I let my kids watch Arthur? Because I remember they were talking at the dinner table with my son, or someone said something about, yeah, the, you know, the father, you know, the two men living together. Right? I'm like, done. And I told my kids why. I said, that's, that's, that's insane. I said, that's insane. Now, I'm not, we don't judge. I'm not judging someone who struggles with... with uh, with homosexuality, you can't judge someone who has, who has uh, you know, challenges and, and, and temptations with their, with their sexual identity. We're not judging a transgender, we're not judging, I mean it. You can't judge because that's, you know, we, we, that's a whole nother conversation. You know, Hashem has put that in the world. But you talk about triggers. You talk about having clarity of who you are and what it's about and what life is about and what your morals are and what the Torah teaches you and what you're going to talk at your Shabbos table. And what are you going to tell? And what are you going to tell your children? Right? What are you going to tell your children? Oh, Shia. Sorry to stop right in the middle. Shia, Lex here. What are you going to tell you? What are you going to tell... You're going to love this. You're going to love how you entered. And, and what are you going to say? What are you going to tell your children? What are you going to tell your children? What are you going to tell your children? This is all. All you got to do is write down this question. Shia, I didn't make this up for you, Shia. Sorry to. Sorry to Shia. His, his head has probably been in, in learning Torah all day, all night. So I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to send a little. Little ichy stuff in there, but that's the generation. That's the generation that we're in, right? What are you going to tell your children when they say, you know, Tati, Abba, Father? Uh, there's a kid in my class who's not a boy and who's not a girl. What are you going to tell your child? Can I, am I? I'm friends. I'm friends with with it. That's it's not. It's not. By the way, this is live. This is not. This is not a. This is not a. Uh, this is not a, a um, futuristic example. There are people now. There are from Orthodox people who deal with now, with their children, a 10-year-old kid, 8-year-old kid, 6-year-old kid, saying, I want to be an it. I don't want to be a male or a female. What are you going to tell your kid? I don't know. I don't know what I would. T- I don't even know what I would tell my kid. 
I don't even know what I would tell my son. What do you do when the class, they say, do we throw the child out? Do we not throw the child out? Can, can my friend come over to play? Can my friend not come over to play? You talk about triggers, and you get triggered when it's, uh, you get triggered when, you're, when your roommate puts the, keeps the light on at 2 o'clock in the morning. I mean, okay, which is, which is appropriate to get upset if your roommate's you know, not sensitive to you. I'm saying you, you, you're going to have to dig in. Okay, I don't know how we got to this through uh, question and comments, please. There got to be some question and comments after that. That's it. Yes, Yaakov. You really don't know what to say at all? I, I don't know. Hashem should have I have no idea. My youngest child so screwed, is 10. Basically, yeah. <laughs> basically, you just said it, kind of. Like, yeah, there's messed up no, things in the world. And you're no, 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 one second. So, what's happening? What I mean is by saying I don't know is that I really, I'm not going to lie to you and pretend that I know. I, I, what my point is, Yaakov, is that, is that you got to dig deep into yourself to know yourself, to understand yourself. You're gonna have, you, you want to have a great relationship with your wife. That's going to be part of it. If you don't have a great relationship with your wife, right? So then you're going to be fighting with your wife about what to tell your child. So now what it is that I'm supposed to tell my child or someone's child in a situation like that, that's a, that's a separate question. But if I don't have a good relationship with myself, if I don't have, if I'm triggered, right? What's going to happen? Get out of here! Tyra! To- toeva, right? That's what someone would say. What do you mean? All right, Fisher, you're crazy. What are you talking about? Us, sir, us, sir. It's blah, 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 blah. Right? Uh, 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 uh. Okay, are you triggered or you're, or you're, or you have a, you know, or you have a lot of amuna? Are you just, are you just angry at something? You're angry at someone? Or you're really listening? What? You're angry at your kid. So do you want to be angry at your kid and yell at your kid? And, and control your kid. Is that what you want to do? So if you have an anger, right, like we say, road, uh, uh, I just thought of a good one. Road rage, kid rage. Your father's not angry at the kid. Your father's an angry guy. Uh, an angry mother is an angry mother. She's not angry at the kid. She's angry at her, at her, at everybody. <laughs> if you have an anger problem, you're going to be angry at everybody. If you, have a, if you have an insecurity problem, right, you're going to be walking with your kid. If you're insecure and you're walking with your kid to shul, you're going to want your kid to act a certain way because I'm insecure. Or you'll be overprotective for your kid because you're scared of different things and you'll control your kid and you'll, whatever. This, it's endless what we could talk about. <clears throat> but it's very, very dangerous. It's very, very dangerous for somebody not, and, and I'm saying especially, especially in the challenges of the outside world and the craziness and the complexities, the more a person is able to understand himself and understand what Hashem is in my life, to understand what the Torah is in my life, to understand if I'm balanced, if I'm not balanced, if I'm, if I'm over, if I'm over, you know, if I'm overly, if I'm over too much on this side, too much on this side. And it takes time. And that begins, I want to say this for real, that begins, I know I'm not just saying this because we learn Hilchus Lashon Hara. It begins of not speaking Lashon Hara and not focusing on other people. Because when you focus on other people and you speak Lashon Hara, then there's one thing, forget about, the, forget about what it does in a Ruchnia spiritual sense that it destroys 
the, the ruchnias. I'm not talking about what it does to the other person. When you speak Lashon Hara, forget about what it does to the other person. What it does to yourself. When you spend your time in someone else's world, when you spend your life in someone else's world, in politics, in, in, in other people, and your head is, is preoccupied by other people, other people, other people, other people, and that's where your head is. The biggest problem with that is that you're not spending the time in myself. That's what I said. That's, what I, that's where we start off with that quote. Stop disagreeing. Stop spending your energy in disagreeing with everybody. Stop spending your energy trying to fix everybody and spend your energy in trying to understand yourself and trying to heal yourself or to fix yourself or whatever it might be. That's where you want to spend your energy and your life and everything. That's, that's where a person wants to be and that's where happiness comes. That's where clarity comes for everything a person's doing. Okay, with that we'll start some Hilcha uh, Slashnara, unless there are other question comments. Shaya, you want to share some wisdom or not yet? We'll give you, we'll give you some time. We'll give you some time. Not yet? Yes, Avi. Yeah. What? Yes. Yes, yes, correct. 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 Remember, the flow is going this way. The flow is... You're, you're not going to have such a great relationship with, with your spouse. That's the flow, unless you work at it. You're not going to have a good relationship with Hashem, unless you work at it. You're not going to have any connection to Torah, unless you work at it. You're not going to be, uh, you know, a person who doesn't escape. We all escape. Know your escapes. Where's my escape? To this guy, his escape might be drinking. To this guy, his escape might be watching. To this guy's escape, it might be... It might be sleeping. You got to learn what I'm afraid to deal with and why I'm not dealing with it. You got to learn yourself. As Rabbi Yisrael Salantin says, a person can live in this world his whole life. He doesn't even know himself. That's what Rabbi Yisrael Salantin said, you know, uh, 200 years ago, before there, was, there, before we had, before there was the distractions, not even the distractions, the, the destruction of, of the internet. The internet's a dangerous Dangerous, dangerous tool. And if you think when you get married that all of your problems are going to disappear, it's not going to happen. It's not going to, yeah, you're married. Yeah, Moshe, tell them. It's not going to disappear, guys. I say, Moshe, cousin, how long are you married? Almost three months. Almost three months. So tell them. Yeah, it gets even harder. It gets even harder. Because you're trying to be when you're single, I mean, I mean I'm, just, I'm barely even scratching the surface, but my personal quick experience yeah, is yeah. that when you're, when you're a buffer, you can just focus on yourself. Every single second of your day could just be about you. So when you're married, it's a whole other person who has a whole life experience who's, you know, over two decades of, of stuff that you also have to worry about. And you also, and it's just this... And then your problems is just like you don't have time to be like oh. I have to work on my there problems. It is. There it is. Here he says he has a three months married, guys. He's one he sat 
in the same seat as everybody here, as a bacher and the yeshiva, saying, your problems, you don't have the, now, now you don't have the energy to focus as much energy. Do it now. <laughs> do it now, and you'll continue doing it. It's yeah. not about, it's not, I think what Moshe, first of all, thank you, Moshe, for sharing. I respect that. Yeah, I, respect, I respect your openness, and you know what? I'm, I'm encouraged when I hear that, because it means he's being honest with himself. He's sitting in the Silsisharim now, focused for a reason. Moshe is extra focused for a reason in the Silsisharim, because he's living life. He's married, Baruch Hashem. He's married, Baruch Hashem. Uh, to a chash of a girl, I know his, I know his wife, wife, his family, uh, you know, a chash of a girl. But that does, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Everybody has, everybody has their stuff. And then, like Moshe saying, then I got to merge my stuff with her stuff. So now again, I'm, we're, we're, I just want to be clear. We're not here, Avi, and just to answer your thing, we're not here to talk about. Oh gosh. Everyone's in trouble, and it's negative, and you're going to live a terror. But let's talk reality. Reality is, like Moshe said, here I, have to, I, I get the opportunity to focus on myself. Here I don't have to worry about anybody else. I've got to focus on myself. And when you learn, when you learn that that's what life is about, life is about, about understanding yourself. And even when you get married, it's about understanding yourself. It's about understanding, it's about, you know, sometimes people think, okay, I have this, this problem, right? I have this escape, so when I get married, that's where we started. When I got married, I'm not going to have this escape anymore. That's not true, that's all, right? It's the old story I say with your roommates. If your roommates bother you, your wife is going to bother you ten times more. Oh, but I don't love my roommates. I love my wife. So that's what I say to that as well, that what? The people you love the most... And the people closest to you are the people you hurt the most. When we're, when we're very close to someone, we hurt them. So your roommate, if you hurt your roommate, for sure you're going to hurt your spouse more. So now what's the answer? The answer is not, okay, everyone, when they're 22, 23, 24 years old, you'll be perfect, and then you'll get married to have a great marriage. That's not the answer. That's not the answer. The answer is, what journey and what road are you on? What road are you on? Are you on the road of focusing on myself? Am I exercising? Am I eating well? Am I going to therapy? Am I understanding my connection to Hashem? Am I learning Torah? Where is my mission? What am I doing? Right? Like we say, when, when, you, when, you, when you talk to somebody who's, in, who's working hard, you talk to people who work hard. You guys aren't 17 years old anymore. You're not 15 years old anymore. You guys are, you know, when, when someone's 20, speak to someone who's, who's your age, who's in college, or who's at work, and compare, that, that's a hard thing to do sometimes. That's a hard thing to do sometimes. Speak to someone who's your age, who's working harder than you. What's your day like? What time do you wake up? What time, what do you eat for breakfast? What do you, how much, how many, uh, how many uh, you know, motivational things, as Shua said, Shua that, I, I don't know how, I hope, I hope the whole world saw your clip, Shua. I got, I got, a, I got, a, um, I got a message actually from my brother, my older brother. He's on, I was uh, humbled. He's a chash of a person. My older brother is on the Daily Dose. So he sent me a book. He sent me after he saw that. He saw that. So Shua had this whole thing on getting coaches. It's my brother who's a, who's a CEO of a, of a, of a he was a, uh, 
one of the heads of a billion, literally a multi-billionaire, he was a doctor, he's a cardiac surgeon, who's a very, I'm not just talking because he's my brother, he's a very, very high functioning, you know, uh, level person in life, and he was so blown away by your, by your uh, daily dose of talking about getting a coach, having people around you, helping you become successful. Like, I'm that valuable. I'm that valuable, you know, to have, you know, people are afraid, people are afraid, you know, like Shul was saying, to ask for help. If you think about it, it's the craziest thing. I know myself, sometimes I struggle with that as well. When you ask for help, you're only that much stronger. You're not that much weaker. You're weak when you're, I think Maishi Kaufman said that, my strongest moments are when I ask for help. Those are the strongest moments. My strongest moments are when I say, I don't understand. Could you help me? Could you teach me? Could you give me insight? That was the, li- that, was the line that, that Shmuel Barak sent on the chat that I love. Stop spending your energy in disagreeing with everybody. There's some people who spend their mental energy, their emotional energy, in disagreeing. Stop disagreeing. Why don't you listen and hear what other people have to say? Listen to their insights of what other people have to say. And that's scary. It's scary sometimes to hear the truth. Sometimes we don't want to hear the truth. Yes, Rav Hillel. Right. Uh, I want to know what's the right balance in a person's head in order to be able, be able to deal with other people that are holding at these situations. I, I had a, a, a good conversation with Rabbi Sinkarava like about three or four years ago about downing your cup's fuss on one hand and not being okay with the with the actions that people are doing. Yeah. And, and like we're trying to figure out how it's not a stereo, where on one hand you're not judging the person for doing X, Y, and Z. And on the other hand, you don't want it to affect you. So when you're dealing with these things, I mean, you're right. my natural reaction would be, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. Right. And I don't think it's because right. I'm triggered. But I think like, right. I want to stay strong. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. clear to me that... It's a million dollar question, yeah. It's, if it were so simple, it would be so simple. Right? No, I, mean, I agree. What does that mean? What do you mean? Kikar Shabbos. Why is Kikar Shabbos called Kikar Shabbos? I throw rocks. Throw rocks. Don't come into Meisharim. Throw rocks at the cars and scream Shabbos and burn the cars for being mechalal. I'm not. I'm not getting into. I'm not getting into whether that's. I'm not getting into that conversation. But I'm saying it's not so simple. It's not so simple. If it was so simple, it would. Like I said, it would be simple. If it was so simple to say uh, homosexuals, you throw them. I think in Arab countries they throw them off the roof. So if it would be very easy in life, and we had it clear. If someone's a homosexual, you, you shoot them in between the eyes, and that's it. That's not what we do. I'm saying good, but I'm saying that's already, that's a, uh, you were just mentioning Rav Simcharava. He's, he's reflecting a three year ago, four years ago. It's, it's you know what, Ravilla, I can't answer that question because the variables are infinite. <coughs> mishkal, what you're talking about is mishkal achsidus. It's mishkal achsidus. You can't, it's not. You can't possible. It's very easy, but then at the same time, you have to. That's what you're saying. You can't go. Now you, no, I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. It's complex. If it weren't complex, what would be the problem? Anyone who's a homosexual would take them up to the roof and throw them off. That's what they do in Arab, you guys know that. 
Do you guys know that? Someone please look it up. I don't want to talk, it's not Lashon Hara, but it's, uh, I'm sure in Saudi Arabia. I'm sure there are places where someone... No, but I'm saying, but... But Rav Hillel, Rav Hillel, Rav Hillel, we don't take them off the roof and throw them off. Thing, but I'm saying, but you, but you, but people, people do that in, inside themselves. They could do that inside the. I've heard parents. I've heard parents cut off their children. I've heard parents cut off their children because they don't like the way their children. They cut off. So basically, you took your child to the top roof and you threw your. And they ask a child, and the Rebbe agree with them. Now, did the Rebbe agree with them? Is that the point? Yes. People will check their children and throw their children off the roof, technically, because they're not going in the Derech right? And they'll quote you from, from uh, someone who sat Shiva for their child. But my, my question is, inside, could a person have both, uh, um, to help the child on one hand, and at the same time, to really disagree inside, and right, I don't, that you father him? Rapillo, Rapillo. If you father you, you can't help him. Rafilel, I Rafilel, I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. You're, you're I'm answer, not, I'm not one way no, no, you're answer, you're asking a complex. You're you're asking for a simple answer to a complex question. There is no simple answer. It's like right. Why do people go? Why do people go off the derech? Oh, I love when people say this. The reason people go off the derech. What are you, God? How do, how do, what does that mean? Why people go off the derech? I don't know why people go off the derech. I don't know. Okay, we could say because of this. You could say because of that. You could say because of this. I, I agree. It's very complex. Rafael, I, I, I hope, I'm not trying to not, I, I, your question's like, oh, so what am I supposed to do? Yeah, it's very complicated. Yes. Yes, it's very complicated what I'm supposed to do. How do I love every Jew? And how do I not judge somebody and love them to death? At the same time, you know, you know, the, the, the kid is a, might be a problem for my kid. What are you going to do? That's, that, that's where we started. What are you going to Because it will happen to somebody here. I know it's not a curse. I'm not cursing anybody. It will happen to, to you. Because that's where we're at until Mashiach. You know what? Let me not say that. That sounds like I'm not. Amir Tashem, Mashiach is going to come today, tomorrow. And this conversation is going to be a stupid conversation. Because we're going to all, everything's going to be fine. But I, I think, I don't know, we'll have to look somewhere where you have to prepare. I don't know. It's the same question. It's complex. How do I believe in Mashiach? At the same time, i got to prepare for, 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 for life. Your children are going to be in a class with somebody who is an it, not a he or a girl. You want to write it down, and I'll give, I'm not trying to bet with anyone. I'm not trying to, that is the world that you live in. That is the world that we live in. That's reality. That is reality. So Rafilo's asking, okay, so, uh, so and, and, and I just want to say, and if you're going to take a strong stance on one side, then you're oversimplifying. I'm not trying to make it complicated. But if someone's going to say, oh yeah, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure, blah, 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 and we're going to write, you know, a whole article, and we're going to get the parent body together, and we're going to kick, kick the kid out of the thing. If you do that, then you got work to do, internal work to do. And if you're like, oh yeah, I'll be fine, I'll come over, my son is going to play, you know, with, with uh, Mr. Potato, they'll play with Mr. Potato Head probably, right, together or whatever it is, we'll play, we'll play, you know, something very uh, neutral, whatever it is, and you're okay with that, and everything's fine, that's also what? It's not Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, yeah, I know, that was, that, was, that was my joke, right? So you're, you're going to play, you're going to let your child play with someone who is an it, and you're okay with that, fine? I would also 
to say, I, I don't know if I'd be comfortable with that. But what are you going to do? So now what's the answer? Yaakov's upset, rightfully so. Uh-oh, if I don't know the answer. But I'm okay not knowing the answer. I'm okay not knowing the answer because I don't know the answer. Because I don't know. Are you supposed to, and this gets into, we'll talk about this for Yom HaTzmut, right? Are you supposed to scream Shabbos and protest that the government is blah, 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 blah? Yeah, maybe, maybe you're supposed to do that. Am I supposed to love every Jew to death, even if he's Machal Shabbos, and then stop the car and give him chalent and dance with him on Shabbos around? Yeah. Yes, so you like, right, so you're right, you like that one. And what's the answer? The answer is yes to both. And how do you do that? I don't know how to do that. I have to work on myself more and more and more. I've got to work on myself more and more and more. And more and more and more. And Moshe is just talking about his relationship with his wife. I mean, you want to talk about your relationship with your wife. Talk about marriage. That's just, what's marriage? That's just getting along with someone who, you're, who you fell in love with. And I'm not trying to paint it, I'm not trying to uh, paint life. Um, but when I speak to people who, you know, and, and you guys know this, you guys know this more than I do. You know, you know, you know, we, we have an opportunity here. We have an opportunity in life to really, you have one opportunity in life. You have one opportunity, that's really the truth. And that is to, to really, really get to know yourself and really try and have people around you help you to get you know, to, to know yourself. And God willing, your wife will help you get to know yourself. And you'll help your wife get to know herself. And you'll work. The line was, this is the line that I'm basing the entire sheer, how are you, Yaakov? That I'm basing the entire sheer off of. And that is, stop, use all the energy. Simchrab, I don't think you heard this. Stop using, I don't know, does someone have the quote check? Because this one, I'll get the quote exactly as you want, you want it, sure. Or just get it. You don't have it? Instead of using your energy in disagreeing, use that ener- energy to understand. To understand. You know, use your energy, use your brain, use your time to understand yourself, to invest in yourself. I want to talk about Shai Alex here just for one minute. I know he's not going to be happy, but he, he wasn't happy when I spoke about him when he was in yeshiva. Now you're not in yeshiva, so I, I can, I'll, I'll talk. I mean, still, still with us, Shia. I could just say that what I, what, I, what, I, what I respect, one of the many things I respect about Shia Lexier, one of the many things I respect about Shia Lexier is he's invested very heavily into himself. Not in a selfish way. Not in a selfish way, because anyone who knows him knows he's from a non, a very not selfish person. Always doing for other people. But with Shai Alexier, it's a good, uh, good way to end it. You got it on the chat? You didn't get it. What? I'll get it. I'll find it. What's the line? Thank you. Yeah, if only we fought, this is it. If only we fought as hard to understand as we do to disagree. Only, thank you. If only we fought as hard to understand as we do to disagree. And I want to say this. If only we fought as hard to understand ourselves and to live in harmony with ourselves and to understand who we are. And what we do is we push and we push and we fight and we fight and we fight, you know, and we fight because we're afraid. 
When you fight, you're afraid. When you're fighting, you're afraid. You're afraid. When you fight with your wife, it's because you're afraid of whatever it might be that's going to bring up. When you fight with yourself, when you fight with yourself, when you fight with reality, that's really what it is. When you fight reality. Um, oh, Shia. I don't want to forget Shia. Simcharabi will share something or somebody else, please, as we wrap up. So Shia, I'm proud of you, Shia. Shia Alexa. Alexia is investing in his life, like many of you here, but, but Shia, we spent a lot of time talking last year about where am I going to invest more and more and more into myself. That's what it's about. And the more you invest in yourself, the more you want to invest in yourself, and the more you realize you have to invest in yourself. You know. Yes, Shalom. Ooh, I'm excited. While Reb Hill was staying over there for peace, and also with the piece that Moish was saying, something in my head that I've learned recently, there's a Gemara and it says, what is the parameters, I don't know if that's the right word, that allows a husband to divorce his wife? Mm. I think Beis Hillel says, if she's cheating, and Beis says, if she burns the food. Mm. So I was like, what does that mean? So I heard a... Don't you, know, that is not, we don't poskin like that. Yeah, we don't poskin. <laughs> 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 but I heard a pretty wonderful shot that, I first pulled the victim card and I was like, well, the reason is because she really doesn't care about you so much because she's afraid of you. And at first I was like, stop being a victim. But uh, the real reason is because the fact that your focus is on the things that bother you, nice. that means the relationship from the start, something's off. Mm. And if you're, if you're not focusing on, I, whether the example I'm using is for a wife, but. I mean, I don't really know what I'm talking about saying Mary, but if you're, not used, if you're not focusing on all the amazing experience and the love and the good and downtimes and all that that you have with your wife, and that's not the main focus, Beautiful. that means your relationships and your focus is now because she burnt the rice and there's something else. So I, the reason I think it came up because I was trying to fight, I know what you're saying, it's not simple at all. But, and I think it's also a very high level. But if you're able to kind of, it's kind of like, just unconditional love. Yeah. And this whole thing with the, yeah. with the you have a kid that's an it, you know, no one knows the answer yet. Right. AIDS are a relatively new phenomenon. Right. And, you know, these things, it's every, as we said, there's tons of variables. variables. I think, I think Rakhila just says, says it's also, if you can focus on the positive of a person, the positive of your relationship with the person, then I think that can either help with how you feel with that, or until you get a proper ASA, you're not like butting heads with the person. Right. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, Beautiful. Thank you, Shalom. Thank you for sharing. I, well, I, what I, what I want to say, Shalom, and in, in, um, just to really what, 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 what inspired me, that quote by saying, I think you're saying this, is that if you're spending the energy working on a problem, you're spending the energy trying to deal with the issue at hand together, as opposed to focusing on you burnt the rice. I mean, that, it's like, why, why don't we work together? I think that's the point. Why can't I work together with myself? Why can't I work together with my wife? Why can't I work together with whoever it might be? It's like the, same, like the line that we just said, it was talking about at an individual level, trying to know yourself as opposed to uh, spending energy uh, 
disagreeing? Yes. So it's the same thing. Same thing, same exactly. Thing. You're right, f- to know each other. Correct. Together. And work together because that energy, remember, the energy that you're spending, the energy that you're spending on, on the negatives, right? It's like the guy who doesn't, the guy who doesn't, um, the, 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 the person who, who doesn't um, have a, a productive day, he's spending so much energy on, on his upsetness at himself, of how could I do this? How, there's so much more mental, I think they say it takes more energy to frown than it does to smile. Just physical energy. A, a person could be so critical on himself. A person could be so nasty to himself. A person could be living in this world where he's, and, and, I'm, and I'm applying it, Shalom, to what you're saying, in a relationship. It's the same thing. All the relationship is going to be is going to be a reflection of what you do with yourself. If I'm not harmonious within myself, I'm not going to be harmonious. I'm not going to have harmony with somebody else. Will not happen. If I don't know how to work with myself, I'm going to have trouble much harder working with somebody else. Because with myself, I love myself more. Somebody else... It's much, much harder. And that's really where, where, it, where it becomes a problem. That's what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that it's not, okay, by the time you're 22, 23, if you hear this Basil Sharm, you'll be perfect, you'll get married, and all good. No. If you learn to work with yourself, if you learn to understand yourself, if you learn to invest in yourself, if you learn to invest in your relationship, you spend time, then when she comes along, and she's with you, then you're going to do the same with her. And then hopefully, this is where the problem is. The problem is because you, you end up marrying a girl who's not working on herself. And you end up marrying a girl who you fall in love with, whatever it might be. And then you're really in trouble. Because then you're stuck with someone who's not working on themselves. As opposed to, I'm a quality person who works on myself. I'm not speaking, if you're speaking Lashon Hara on the dates, guaranteed you're speaking Lashon Hara at home. If you're speaking Lashon Hara on a date with a, with, with, with a girl, or you're talking about everybody else, for sure you're going to do that when you're, when you're married. Why wouldn't you do that when you're married? For sure you're going to do that. Yes, motion, then we'll wrap up for um, today. Just about the point that we were talking about before with um, seeing people in the Hall of is how you love them and just how you deal with that. So just me personally, I grew up in a Kier family and all the time you had people who were, didn't keep Shabbos, they would go out and walk around something in the car and just leave and be on their phones. And just growing up, it was just like, okay, like they're in a totally different lifestyle than me and you know, it's just who they are and, and it's not my business. So yeah, obviously I love them. I was, we were friends with them, it was great. So with the new, like other kids and it or the kids gay, like I don't know, even know what to do. But I would just say, like, kind of what Sean was saying, like, until you get a good eight or, or until you know what to do, just show them love. Because if I would have gone home to this kid and say, why aren't you keeping Shabbos? Why aren't you, why are you, why aren't you wearing a yarmulke? Even though those are legitimate questions, it would have done the total opposite effect. So if you're trying to say, why are you an it? Why are you this? Why are you that? Unless you're really out to help them and, and they want your help, it's not going to do anything. So the only thing left to do is just... Just, just show them love, show them, just be positive and be nice and right. you don't have to be best friends with them, but just say hi, good morning, how are you? And because that would help in a way, but it's just not like, oh, how am I going to try to fix right. this? No, I, it's I, just, so first of all, thank you. Yeah. Yes, for, thank you. Thank you for sharing. So first of all, no, so I, I think that, I think you're right, but I, I think also what Rafael was referring to, you're talking about more in a key of you know, um, atmosphere that you know you're doing Kirov is much easier. When 
as the kid in your class when it's, yeah, I wasn't when it's right. So I'm saying that's much yeah. more complex. Yeah. Sure. Right? When you're asking him to have a sleepover and he's right. your best friend, you know, and he's in your class and he's your neighbor, that's a little bit more challenging, you know. You know, whatever. Hashem should help us all. Okay, I think we'll. Um, I'll just say the the. So Karaba, you want to share nothing? Why today? Okay, um, just say the thing. Even no matter who repeats, Rachilas remembers when someone um, shares information to you about somebody else, which means, oh, did you know so and so said this about you? Shlomo, we gotta get you in there. We know. We know so and so said this about you. That's called rechilas. Rechilas is you start problems with two people, and the the Chavetz Chaim says that even if it was repeated by a close friend, even by your spouse, you can't believe it. You're not allowed to believe it, even if someone's wife says, "Oh, do you know what so and so said about you?" You still are not allowed to believe that, which we'll talk about tomorrow. Shlomo, you want to wrap us up as I wrap up, as we wrap up. Should help us all, Shlomo. Yeah, Shlomo Mattel. You guys know that Shlomo Mattel. Shlomo Mattel is, uh, is in the house. Shlomo Mattel. Chash of a day. Shai Alexia. Shlomo Mattel. Baruch Hashem. Give us an eight. Shlomo, how long are you married now? Two years. Two years. I remember that. Yeah. Well, come on, give the island some advice. Okay, I like that, I respect that. Okay. He has to listen, listen and not... Uh, Hashem should help us all. Don't worry about your past, everyone. Don't get concerned, bogged down by your past. Do not, definitely don't worry about your future, because it's not here. Uh, and I would say, really, don't worry about anything. What you gotta do, what we have to do is we, we, we attach ourselves to Hashem. That's why we're all here. We attach ourselves to Hashem and we say, Hashem, help me have a great day. Hashem, help us all have a great day. Help all the Jewish people. Think about how many kids are going to school now. Think about your 10-year-old, 10-year-old boy, your 15-year-old boy, a little 8-year-old girl who's in school now, because this is happening right now, who's in school now, who doesn't, who's not happy, who's not being successful, who's maybe being a little bit bullied, who's, uh, who's uh, being made fun of, who knows, who knows, we don't know what goes on. I mean, we might know what goes on. Hashem should help all the Jewish people, we should all be zocha. Every, everyone should be zocha to have an amazing, amazing, wonderful, sweet, happy day, and that all of our challenges Hashem help us recognize that all of the challenges that we face are really big blessings. Real big blessings for each and every one of us. That Hashem gives us challenges and difficulties to help us become better. Our childhood, our whatever it is that we've been through is all there to help us, to help us become who we can become, who we will as Hashem become. Have a wonderful day. Shalom. 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 Shalom